There's so many great things happening in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people, people of God. You know, we're all human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ, we put on love. Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're all on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing Catholic. We are blessed in this archdiocese to have a great shepherd and two outstanding auxiliary bishops. We are grateful that all three of these men are friends of Practicing Catholic and make time to regularly stop by for visits. The second weekend of 2024, we're thankful to have Auxiliary Bishop Michael Eisen, who's also the pastor of St. Francis of Assisi in Lake St. Croix Beach, just south of Bayport. Bishop Eisen, welcome back to Practicing Catholic and Happy New Year. Thank you, Kayla. Good to be with you and everyone. Happy New Year uh, to you as well. Yeah, so just starting off the bat here, how were your Christmas and New Year? You're originally from Fairmont, but you have some family here. Did you get to spend some time with them? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so um, yep, grew up in Fairmont and uh, one of six kids and four of us have settled in the Twin Cities. Um, that had a little bit of an effect on, on me choosing to uh, uh, be a priest for the Archdiocese because I actually have more family up here now. Mm. Uh, and that's been true for years and years because I'm the youngest of six and I'm 56. So um, some of my sisters have been up here forever. But uh, I, my one sister, my oldest sister, Mary, hosted at her home and for Christmas Day. Although it was kind of a partial gathering, I think, um, I don't know if you experienced this, but it seems like there was a lot of illness going around around Christmas. So mm -hmm. I had a handful of family members who did not make it because they were under the weather. And then the few that, you know, they're at their in-laws. So I think it was only like eight or nine people on Christmas Day, which is a low number for us. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice that you still got to see some family. Um, yeah. What, what do Christmas and New Year's look like for an auxiliary bishop? Are there special masses, assignments, anything like that? You know, I'm kind of embarrassed to say that it's actually a little bit lighter than like what my Christmas was last year when I was the pastor of two parishes. Mm -hmm. So I um, no specific um, bishop requirements. And, I th and if you think about it, I think it makes sense that the typical pastor wants to be in his parish on Christmas. So he's not going to invite the bishop to come and take one of his masses. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had my parish masses at St. Mm -hmm. Francis. And then I did reach out to Father Cregan in Stillwater. He's, he's succeeded me there as pastor because I just know how many masses they have to see if they could use a hand. And I took one, I took one mm -hmm. of their Christmas morning masses because I had one and they had five. So I took, I took one of theirs so that I ended up with a total of two on Christmas Day, which mm -hmm. made it seem, I don't know if I would, would have done with myself with one Christmas Day Mass. <laughs> what does it seem like Christmas? <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. it was good to be able to do that uh, as well. So mm -hmm. Yeah, it's probably a big adjustment, I guess, going from being just a pastor to now being an auxiliary bishop. And just some of those differences like that is interesting. Right. Adjustments in both directions, right? So you just think, well, you just must be busier in, in every possible category. But <laughs> when it comes to parish masses, yeah, not really, unless, um, you know, it, it goes in streaks. Like sometimes there's a lot of demand for bishops and like during Christmas, not so much. So Right. And you're just under a year in your role as auxiliary bishop. What have these past few months been like in that role? Um, 
well, I'm certainly on the move a lot more. So going to different parishes, whether it's for dinners mm -hmm. or fundraisers or a Sunday mass or a school mass, I would say that's, that's kind of the biggest, those are the biggest areas as an auxiliary. I'm driving around, visiting parishes or Catholic schools, celebrating mass, or maybe just joining them for a fundraiser or a dinner. Um, mm -hmm. And then I think the other thing, which isn't quite as exciting, is the the meetings here at the ACC. So um, every, every Wednesday I have a, a handful of meetings, with, with uh, some of them with the Archbishop, some without. But uh, so uh, that's part of my regular schedule now, uh, mm -hmm. a little more administration. Yeah. And as I mentioned in the intro, and as you just mentioned as well, you're working with Bishop Williams and Archbishop Hebda. What is it like to work with those two? Well, it's great. They're both great men. Um, um, you know, they're, they're bright and they're also very helpful and generous in, in helping me whenever I have questions because so much of it is still new to me. So um, mm -hmm. I, I appreciate uh, their wisdom and um, yeah, and, and generosity and time. So, mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about how the responsibilities have been split between the three of you? Um, yeah, to be honest, uh, I think there's there's no like hard categories for for me. I think one thing, um, Bishop Joseph is in charge of the synod here at the archdiocese, and he's also the head of Latino ministry. So he has a couple of areas that keep him really busy. And I don't necessarily have a mm -hmm. concentration like that yet. But as a result, I think I end up maybe with some of the more the catch-alls, like if a parish is requesting a bishop and they don't really care what bishop it is, it's, it's, it's probably going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times a parish will, will request, well, we want the archbishop for this. Or maybe it's something they have a connection to Bishop mm -hmm. Joseph. Or, or sometimes they do ask for me. But... Uh, so I think I'm 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 certainly doing more school masses, for example, than Bishop Joseph. I think there was a stretch in October and November where I, I think I had I was at five different schools in, in five straight weeks. So wow, uh, so it's good because uh, I, yeah. I, I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And I bet that's such a fun surprise for the kids too to have have you there. Um, it's I remember growing up in Catholic school. It was always such a fun surprise to have our bishop come mm -hmm. to school mass. So I just can't imagine how excited those kiddos are. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it kind of surprises me, you know, well, why are they excited about an auxiliary bishop coming? But <laughs> I, I don't know, the teachers get them revved up or what, but uh, they are excited and it's fun to see their smiles. And um, I, w I received a book, uh, a, a picture book for going to some of these schools. And it, it just looking at it was kind of cool to see. Well, the, yeah, they are really interested. Like when I'm talking about my pectoral cross, you can just see that all their eyes are getting big. <laughs> so it's like, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they do, get, they get excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. It's always fun. And I don't know, exciting. It gives me lots of energy anyway, to be around kids and just see their hope and joy. Um, just so present. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say, looking past, looking back at these past few months, what has been a highlight for you in this role? Well, when people have asked that before, and I really think the highlight the last few weeks or last few months has been those school masses. So, mm. um, but I think one that maybe sticks out and sounds a little more impressive is <laughs> I saw, I met the Pope in September. So I had, wow. I had, I saw John Paul from a distance and I saw Pope Benedict from a distance, but this is the first time 
I got like a 15 second conversation with Pope Francis and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, so that was part of Bishop's school at the, at the end of the week, we all went to hear a little conference from him. So 113 new bishops from around the world for the pa- mm-hmm. past year. And then we just got in a line and we, we each got a few seconds with him. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. What is, what is Bishop's school like? What, what was entailed in that? Well, um, so I got back and a lot of people said, you know, so you know everything about being a bishop. And I said, <laughs> not, not really. So it's not so much how to be a bishop. It's more the different dicasteries uh, at the Vatican come and talk to you. So we're, mm-hmm. we're in an auditorium and one a group of, uh, whether it's bishops or cardinals or even priests, come and, and tell you about their dicastery. So like the dicastery for evangelization, the dicastery for mission, Dicastery for the clergy, dicastery for the bishops. So all these different um, categories, they come and, and tell you what, what they do. And so that in recognizing that a lot of these bishops are, are ordinaries, meaning they're in, they're in charge of a diocese already. So someday I might have to worry about that. I probably will. <laughs> but it, it's more like a bishop who's now an ordinary. He's like, okay, when I have this situation come up, here's who I contact at the Vatican. So, uh, mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. It was just, yeah. good. I would say the highlight of the week, though, was what, besides meeting the Pope, was just meeting all the other bishops and mm-hmm. hearing similar stories. Like, okay, these are, these are men actually kind of like me. Whereas, you know, when I was first asked to be a bishop, I thought, well, boy, bishops are smart and, and it's super important and all this stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they're also, they're also normal people like me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I bet it's so nice to, like you said, meet people who are in the same situation and have someone to relate to and not feel so alone in it all, I guess. Yeah, it was actually surprising. One of the men I met, uh, his response to getting the phone call sounded just like mine. And I thought, well, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm not that unusual. So he was like, you sure you got the right person? And <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also just a great reminder too of, Um, the universality of the church. It's so amazing to see the similarities, um, but also kind of the cultural differences and how the faith is lived out. Oh, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. No, actually, so I gravitated towards the English speaking men, but you're right. The majority (laughs) of them, English was not their uh, dominant language. But besides, I think there were about 12 from the U.S., but then there are a few from Canada, a few from uh, Great Britain and Ireland, you know, so could could talk a little easier with them, mm-hmm. but yeah. And Bishop Eisen, we are about to wrap up our time, but I have one more question for you. Um, sure. With it being the new year, do you have any New Year's resolutions or areas of emphasis that you're focusing on in 2024? Mm. You know, I'm not super big on resolutions. I wait till Lent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> No, so it's certainly, I'm very aware that, you know, I'm coming up on my yearly anniversary of of being a bishop. So this will be my Mm -hmm. first full year as a bishop. So just being aware of that and uh, taking things as they come and trying to to help the archbishop with whatever he needs. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I think that the turn of the year for me means, um, okay, so for example, I I had my anniversary anniversary. the public announcement was back was on January fifth, mm. uh, back in twenty twenty three. So we just passed 
past that mark. So it's like, okay, everybody knew a year ago, you know, so, <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's, it's not that new anymore. So. Yeah. Does it feel like it just happened yesterday or does it feel like it was a long time ago? That, that, Kayla, that's a tough question. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it feels like I've been a bishop for a long time and sometimes it's like, what? It's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a bishop. So, mm -hmm. but, so I've been answered that both ways. Sometimes it seems <laughs> like it was very recent and yet uh, I've, I've been doing it for a while. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the both and. <laughs> exactly. Good Good job. Good answer. Mm -hmm. And Bishop Eisen, we are wrapping up our time. But before you go, can you give us a blessing? Of course. I'd be happy to. Thank you. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us, Bishop Eisen. It was great to have you on. Thank you, Kayla. Appreciate it. God bless you. Please do remember to keep Bishop Eisen, Archbishop Hebda, Bishop Williams, and all our diocesan priests, consecrated and religious women and men, and seminarians in your prayers. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic is released. Don't